Are you lost? Looking for direction? Well, don't try to ask us. This is How Not to Get There, the podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. Let's get on the road. And we'll figure it out as we go. Starting off our third episode, who thought we would get here? Did you, Megan? I'm going to be honest, no. I still can't believe we have a podcast and we're on Spotify. That is just crazy. We are on six platforms and counting, just so you are aware. Um, Please continue to listen to us. We love you and find you beautiful, stunning, and smart. So starting off with a house divided, just a reminder, if you are a new listener, this is the segment where we take 60 seconds to argue about something, as Megan and I have different beliefs on a lot of things. So we are going to kick it off today with a popular trend that trended on TikTok. Megan, 60 seconds on the clock. Go. It's the private school for me. It's the online school for me. It's the makeup every day to class for me. It's the, I think I've worn makeup to class 12 times in my entire life, so that really made no sense. Um, for me... (laughs) It's the illiteracy for me. It's the lack of physics understanding for me. It's the saying no to Michigan after they took you out on a nerd camp recruitment trip for me. It's the falling into a pile of shit and coming out smelling like roses for me. It's the missing state by half a point for me. That just wasn't funny. It's the second place in double overtime at state twice for me. Are we done with the 60 seconds yet? I don't know if my ego can take it. I was like, you had to know that one was coming. Oh, no, I I did. I did. I don't even know what to say about that. Let's just uh, keep going. Green lights and missed turns. You go first. My missed turn is that I have mosquito bites genuinely on every square inch of my body. And, like, that means I've been outside and, like, enjoying the weather because it's been a little less ridiculously hot. So we've been eating outside a lot. But I literally spent an hour after I put my phone away, after I wasted 45 minutes on TikTok, and spent an hour itching. Like, I woke up this morning and had, like... I don't even know how they manifested more, but people keep leaving the door open and I sleep downstairs right now. So I think that's probably the problem, but yeah, that's definitely my missed turn. My missed turn, um, I'm going to have to go with the dining hall food. Last year, it was like, I mean, obviously it's dining hall food, so like it is what it is, but it was pretty good. Whereas now because of COVID, like it's all prepackaged and like they have those like whole meals and you're allowed like two boxes or whatever. And it's just, I like a lot of things really plain. So I end up spending a lot of time like picking peppers off my salad because I don't like peppers. It's kind of terrible. And there's no soft serve ice cream because COVID. God, first world problems. I, last year in the dining hall, I lived off of the salad bar and then I would go get the breaded chicken by the burger and cut it up and put it on there. And soft serve ice cream of South Dining Hall. Very sad. It is pretty sad, actually. But don't worry. My dorm fridge has a freezer big enough that I have plenty of ice cream to eat. You, you crack me up, Magisita. You crack me up. My priorities are very clear. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Megan is definitely a girl with priorities and she goes after her goals. My green light, mom and I are trying to eat healthier and we've actually been doing a much better job of it past the Portillo's mom had on Monday. But I'm like feeling better in my body. Like sometimes when I don't 
eat clean. I just feel like sluggish and it's hard to have a good day. And I feel like I've been doing a better job of finding yummy foods that also are healthy and fuel my body properly. My green line is going to have to be um, like I'm at school. I started class this week. I'm back into a routine. I get to hang out with my friends. Um, so that's super nice. And I like got all my stuff unpacked in my room. Um, I went to Target, you know, like the day before I left. So they were out of like string lights. So I ordered some online and they came and I got them put up. And I didn't fall off the top of my closet, even though I was sitting on top of it to put the command hooks up for the lights. So there were no injuries for me or for <laughs> anyone else. No one else was actually in the rooms. So like if I had fallen, it probably would have been bad. But. Help, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. We should get you life alert. Phone with Dad. He could have called 911 for me. What a great green light. Love that. Megan's actually really good about communicating when she's at school, something that I admire about her and such a random fact. Get away to avoid doing homework. Fair enough. I just kind of give in to the whole fact that I'm avoiding homework, which is probably its own problem. But here we are. I'm almost at graduation. <laughs> Next up, we have Three A Minute Rush with Jack. I hope you enjoy this deep dive into the depths of his brain. Hello, and welcome to this podcast session of Three Minute Rush. During this Three Minute Rush, we will be talking about how not to drown. To start off, we have don't swim after you eat. Another tip is, don't swim after you eat a brick. We in fact recommend not eating any bricks as they are inedible and probably don't taste very good. Another tip to help keep you afloat is to make sure that you know how to swim. If you don't know how to swim, we recommend that you don't swim because there is a large chance you won't and will drown. You should keep all your limbs attached when swimming. It can be very dangerous if you spontaneously lose both your legs and both your arms while trying to swim. We also recommend that if you are a rock, you do not swim. Rocks sink in water, and if you are a rock, you probably don't have any lungs and can't drown. We are now going to go over some places where drowning is a hazard. There is a very high drowning rate in bathtubs. Please know that there are no lifeguards on duty in your bathroom while you are taking a bath, so please make sure to be careful. When swimming, you may encounter wildlife. If this is not in a pool, perhaps in maybe a lake. One animal you should look out for are lions. Though lions are capable of swimming, as most mammals are, they cannot swim very well. So, we recommend for those who are lions to stay out of the water and not swim as you are not very good at it. On the other hand, another big mammal that can swim are bears. Unlike the lions, they are very good at it and also hunt the fish that are in the water. So, for the bears, we recommend that you enjoy the water, but we recommend for the fish that you steer clear of any bears as they are probably hunting you. We also recommend for those who are fish, staying in the water, as you cannot breathe air, but live in the water and breathe the water. For those who are birds, we recommend not trying to breathe the water like the fish do, but breathing air as humans do. For those who are elephants, how do you shoot water out of your nose? It's insane. For those of you who are humans, don't try and shoot water out of your nose. It's not very comfortable. <clears throat> what was this supposed to be on again? Oh, of course. Don't drown. It's not very good for your health. Welcome back from the depths of Jack's brain. I hope you enjoyed your stay. And if not, well, 
you made it out. So good for you. Congratulations. I hope you wore a mask and stayed safe. We have a um, review of the polls that we had on our Instagram. If you don't follow our Instagram, here's our gentle plug in our weekly routine. Our Instagram is at how not to get there pod. We run polls every week, sometimes related to the episode, sometimes not, but we do have some fun polls planned that relate to this episode for next week. So make sure you head over there and check it out. The polls we had this week started with are you in college or high school and a majority of our viewers are in college however when checking the answers I do think that those who answered high school might have just been in the mindset of high school which is okay because we're all home in quarantine and some people never left our second um poll was is school for you remote or in person so obviously both Sarah and I had different answers for that one as I am in South Bend and she is in in Naples. Yeah, I also think it'd be interesting to do this poll in like a month or two and kind of see if it changes at all for anyone depending on how COVID is going. But that was a necessary question. The next one was where do you live, whether you live in a dorm or an apartment slash house. And this does apply to everyone who's either remote or at school. Megan and I also have a different answer to that. But if I was at school, I also would be living in a house like I am here at home. Um, for our next one, it was, is your school big or small? Um, I said small. Notre Dame is technically medium sized, but like I figured the, the route Sarah seemed to be going was comparing the two of us and kind of seeing, you know, which which most people I'm more on. So I went with small, even though we are technically mid-sized. And we went directly 50-50. And actually, it was funny because, like, Megan was contextualizing it based on Michigan, uh, which was kind of where I was going with it. Um, but it was interesting because there we have a couple of followers from Notre Dame, and there was actually a smattering of answers. You guys all didn't answer the same thing, which I think is funny and interesting, but we did get a 50-50 split on that. The next couple of questions are kind of based on something we were interested in talking about on the podcast. Didn't know if you guys would be interested. So we definitely have some interest and you can look forward to that in the future and episode related to fitness. So this poll was, do you work out at school? We have 82% that say yes and 18% that say no. And to follow that up, we said, do you want to work out at school? And we had 94% say yes, so only 6% said no. The 6% of you, good for you. You know what you want with your life and good for you. So if I did not work out, I would go insane because that's the way I function. It is all definitely about priorities. And I think that that differentiation though between 86 and the 92 is that it's really hard sometimes to fit in workouts and so that's something that I'm very interested in talking about on the podcast and so hopefully you can look forward to that in the future. I second that one of the first things to go for me when I get stressed is if I get to the point where well the first thing that goes is sleep usually um but then a couple other things and by the time I get to the point where if workouts start getting cut out of my schedule it's just a, a sharp drop in my mental well-being yeah Megan needs her runs to make sure that she doesn't bite anyone's heads off um and I definitely learned that living with her through midterms and finals I mean and and like high school midterms were before spring break I just had midterms literally all but two weeks the entirety of spring semester yeah that's kind of how Michigan goes too (laughs) with three to four midterms love that so moving on to our next poll it was do you drink coffee or tea slash soda for caffeine I should have included that but I didn't want it to be too wordy I am definitely a coffee addict I also drink celsius and occasionally tea but typically when I'm looking for caffeine I lean towards coffee for sure I am a tea or pepsi person that is why it's not coffee and tea or soda it's coffee or tea and soda because I am a 
tea and Pepsi person. Right. So like for some of these polls, obviously there's a lot of different options. So I try to kind of lean in to see if you are a more of a Sarah or a Megan, um, as this is our podcast. And, you know, clearly when we blow up, we're going to have merch that just like fits. We should make a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh my God, that would be amazing. All right, we'll start building it. There are characteristics that specifically define Megan and characteristics that specifically define me. So I'm just trying to sort you all, you know? casually okay our next one there was no prep just the 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 poll starbucks slash duncan or local i'm guilty as charged a starbucks addict basically have a 500 dollars a semester starbucks budget in my flex points which is like part of their the dining plan at notre dame so it's like we call it dining dollars at michigan a starbucks budget yeah this was a 61 percent 39 percent split with the majority being starbucks and duncan and i'm honestly not really surprised i think that starbucks and duncan get consistent especially when you're moving around for school and things like that i do have certain local coffee shops when i'm home versus when i'm at school or in the city that i like to visit not particularly at home at home i usually get starbucks but i'm definitely like a starbucks addict i like duncan because they give you a ton of coffee for the price i've heard good things about the mcdonald's iced coffee and i'm thinking about having to try that might be a youtube video we'll see there's plug follow her youtube channel so 61 percent, 39 percent split towards starbucks the other one this again didn't have any prep it was coffee out or coffee at home we actually had 60 percent at home and 40 percent coffee out which i was kind of surprised or like coffee tea pepsi whatever it is i guess with soda it makes more sense it's the same thing although mcdonald's sodas are just superior to any other sodas so if you like mcdonald's like the that's false they carry Coke products. Pepsi with real sugar is superior. No, but if you like Coke, like McDonald's Coke is better than other Coke, is my point. With real sugar is the superior soda over ever. I was a Dr. Pepper addict for a hot second, and definitely McDonald's carries Dr. Pepper. So whenever I wanted a Dr. Pepper McDonald's, for some reason, they say they clean their pumps. I think they add sugar. I don't know. But I was kind of surprised by that. Also, it's just like easier, but I definitely am an at-home person. What about you, Meg? I'm also an at-home person or like... So also just a reminder, I put all of these polls in a new highlight. Again, plugging our Instagram, you can head over there and see any of the results for all the polls that we've done. We have some really exciting ones coming up, especially if you have potentially been a lifeguard in your past. A hint, hint to um, the meat of this episode. However, the title says it, so whatever. Um, But I hope that you find these enjoyable. If you have any ideas or polls you'd like to see, please swipe up on any of our stories and let us know. And with that, I'll head it over to Megan for our next segment. Okay, so we are going to be starting a new segment this week where most weeks it'll probably be a BuzzFeed quiz, but we'll do some sort of like that kind of quiz this week it's not actually a buzzfeed quiz because it's um another little foreshadowing of the meat of our episode so this week we are going to take a quiz um about which baywatch lifeguard are you so sarah and i both have it pulled up so it's choose a swimming stroke i'm gonna go i'll now if you ask me to do it now i would laugh in your face but when i was a swimmer i really liked butterfly and well and backstroke but i i'm just gonna pick fly because it's more like everything, Megan and I are complete opposites. I'm definitely a breaststroke or a freestyler. And while breaststroke was definitely my favorite, towards the end of my senior year swim season when I hung up my goggles, as well as for the rest of my college career, freestyle was definitely my go-to. So we're going to hit freestyle, baby. Um, also, just a plug, this link will be found somewhere in our Instagram. Please share your results with us and tag us. We would love to hear from you. 
and continue to engage with our audience. So the next question is pick a witty Baywatch episode title. Oh, I think this is Baywatch, like the show, not the movie. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, someone to Baywatch over you, hot water, peer pressure, or swept away. I love a good pun. I'm going someone to Baywatch over you. I am definitely drawn to peer pressure. It's another good pun. Peer, get it? Because peer, like P-I-E-R. I guess they can't like a, see it, like a but peer... like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can take the quiz right along with us, because I'm sure we will go slow enough you can keep up. <laughs> okay, the next question is, what is your best feature? So the options are, my eyes are really deep and soulful, My ab- are abs a feature, my winning personality, does it even matter? I'm going to have to go with eyes. I really like my eye color. They're blue. Okay, I like blue eyes. Usually... I'm an absolute sucker for a pair of pretty blue eyes, so. <laughs> Paul Walker. Yes. He has the best blue eyes, I'm just saying. Can we have a moment of silence for Paul Walker and his beautiful blue eyes? I think I'm going to have to go with my winning personality, just because it seems so funny and sarcastic. Like, I know they might be being serious, but I just, you know, see I'm for a great me, human to be around. You don't have to deal with my personality until you actually get to know me. So, like, when I'm meeting someone new... I'm really shy, but then once you get to know me, you learn the freak show that I am. So <laughs> the then next you gotta put up with it, and you're like, what did I get myself into? Crap. <laughs> um, the next question is a lifeguard is most recognizable by their sexy, ours aren't red, ours are black, bathing suits slash trunks, a dab of sunblock on the nose, that tall chair they sit in, the shirt or the shirt hat that says life, the shirt slash hat that says lifeguard on it. I'm going to have to go with the shirt slash hat that says lifeguard on it because um, I believe it's a Red Cross rule that you must be recognizable as a lifeguard by the clothing you wear. So I I feel like that's it. Gotta be it. Look at you being all textbook. I'm definitely going to have to go with the sexy swimsuit because I think for sure that I have the most times that a manager has to ask someone to pull their suit out of their B-U-T-T, their bum-bum, because the one suit we ordered one year said life, like said lifeguard on it and everything, and it just was cut completely wrong for anybody who had any junk in their trunk, and trust or me- Or anybody who didn't, because mine also got stuck in my bum-bum as well. And it was just, it was, it was quite the year, it was quite the year, we definitely looked like Baywatch, so I'm definitely gonna have to go with that one. And it was my first year as a lifeguard, so it was the only lifeguard suit I had. And I was like, eh, I got given a suit. I'm not going to go out and buy one. Why would I waste my money? I'm honestly a little bit offended that never ended up being one of my, like, paper plate awards. But, you know. Two of your coworkers are fighting. How do you handle it? Box their ears. Send them home. Meditate. I'm really good at it. Don't intervene. It's not my problem. Run and call my boss. No running on the pool deck. You got to go first this time. I feel like I've gone oh, first. Oh, I definitely home. box their ears and send them home. I am, like, the worst. I... I've been an older guard for a lot of the past the past few years that I've been it. Like I kind of went straight from being a young guard to a veteran. There was no like in between middle phase, and I just we don't tolerate shit in the office, you know. I'm gonna have to second that. Well, actually, let's be honest. In theory, I would like to say that I'm not a competitive person. I probably would just not intervene. It's not my problem. And if unless I'm... it was unless it was directly <laughs> affecting me in the way like making me do more work because they weren't doing their job or something like that. 
I let's be honest, I wouldn't intervene. Yeah, I think that's actually a general theme with the office. It actually like in theory, we don't tolerate anything from anyone, but then what really happens is no one says anything and then they get passively aggressive, talked about for like the rest of the day. It sounds like a toxic environment, but yes. it's actually wonderful. It's perfect. <laughs> wouldn't want to work anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I would okay. be a permanent lifeguard forever and ever if I could be. Should have been an education major. Could have taught. Could have managed the pool the rest of your life. Actually, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I wouldn't I would work managing, pool for the rest managing of my life. high school kids on anyone. I like, guess it is that's so true. fun to be Fair. a lifeguard, but it is not fun to be in charge. You know? Fair. Um in your spare time we'll probably find you A on an adventure. B spending time with my loved ones. I really don't appreciate that we'll find you spending time with my loved ones. And I'm the illiterate one. C building something. D, learning something new. Or E, running around really slowly. I have to pick running around really slowly because it's just so funny, but usually I would be, like, flat on my couch. Go I'm going to have to actually go with running around really slowly because I am exceptionally slow. But as we've previously mentioned this episode a couple of times, when I don't run or work out, it's bad. But I'm very slow, so we'll run around really slowly. The next question is the soundtrack to your life is filled with the best blues and jazz, EDM, 90s soft rock, a little bit of everything, or Eye of the Tiger on repeat. And I'd like to edit the question just a bit and say, like, the pool speaker. Like, what? You're on aux. What are you playing? I'm playing country, despite some of my coworkers' complaints. Um, and you can since say that's, that's not an option... We'll go a little bit of everything because yeah. I also will play other things like like a, a good one is like 80s cardio is usually a good one. That one's usually pretty clean and some fun stuff. Um, my current favorite is uh, our assistant manager. This summer was tired of having to deal with skipping songs. So she just started playing her classroom playlist because she knew everything was clean because she's an elementary school teacher during the rest of the year. Um, I'm going to have to go with 90s soft rock because I either pick 90s soft rock, the radio, or summer hits of the 2000s. Although it's a little dirty, we used to play it all the time, especially on Adult Swims, and it's just my favorite. So, can't go wrong. Do you ever date someone from work? No, I don't mix business with pleasure. It depends on the situation. Yeah, why not? I'm going to go with no, but for different reasons than this, just the fact that it would become like the whole staff dating vicariously through me and whoever I was dating because if you think we don't talk in the guard office about people's relationships you're wrong frankly All the you're time. just so wrong like you're just oblivious it would be like the whole staff dating and that just would be too weird for me I couldn't do it so I'm gonna go with no frankly I'm also gonna go with no again for a different reason but it's don't take it as like this doesn't happen because there's definitely always a relationship to talk about in the guard office and if two co-workers did happen to date it definitely has been talked about what was the craziest plot point on the show so like we didn't see the show we definitely thought this was the movie i didn't clearly didn't preview it because i wanted my live reactions you know uh the craziest so the craziest plot point like Let's equate each of the answers to something crazy that's happened to us at the pool. Nuclear bombs? <laughs> Definitely the time that... Okay, How so this was the earthquake? earthquake? This was, no, this was our previous manager, and he sent me... Oh, at the pool. And one of my friends 
into um, the girls' locker room. It was a male manager, and he sent us in with a plunger and was like, fix the toilet. Like, it's not flushing. And I'm, I swear to you, like, all of us, this is like maybe week two of this, like, toilet not working. And I swear to you, this was years and years ago. So, like, don't come at us. But, like, we went in with the plunger, and I swear to you, like, the toilet erupted. There was literally, like, water filled with feces everywhere like up to our ankles it was the most disgusting experience and like a plumber came and they genuinely like the plumber struggled to fix it so I just want you to know that like 17 year old me and like my friend were standing there with like a broom some 409 and a plunger and somehow we managed to just like be so inept to the toilet basically exploded so that's what I would say nuclear bombs is serial killers I'm gonna have to change cereal to snake because it, it isn't in the job description when you apply, but but when there's a snake, well, what do you think you're going to do with it? Aha, I am the snake killer. Um, Hoff delivers a baby. I think we're going to have to go... The head manager brings the kayaks. Yes. He delivers the kayaks. And we're just going to move on to the next one. No more Shawnee after season three. I think I'm going to have to go with our very favorite head guard, Megan's first summer. His... Her, her first summer lifeguarding his victory half lap. So what was the craziest plot point on the show? For you, Megan. Well, I can think of one shift that involves all three of three of the four. That the, 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 the only three that happened while I was working there. Um, but I think I'm going to have to go with... I don't know, either either the snake killers or the kayaks. I think I'm going to have to go with the kayaks, though. And I am very clearly going with the nuclear bombs. AKA the toilet that never should have existed. Everyone's got at least one flaw. What's yours? I have a bit of a temper. I'm a little lazy. I'm so stubborn. I tend to do silly things sometimes. I only look 95% perfect. Mine's definitely, I have a bit of a temper, and you're definitely going to hear about it in the future, and if you don't in this particular episode, you're going to hear about it. Megan can attest, girl, I got a temper. Mine could be a temper, because, trust me, especially if I haven't worked out in a couple of days, boy, do I have a temper. But it's definitely, for me, it's the stubbornness. I am, like, the most stubborn person you will ever meet. If I dig my heels into something... There's, There's no, no going, going back. back. All right. We're getting our results. Um, I got, I am CJ Parker, AKA Pamela Anderson. People are just drawn to you and you can't explain why. You love weird and unconventional things that match your hip personality. Okay. Look up who it is in the new Baywatch movie. Like who plays her character type of thing. Well, Pamela Anderson does make an appearance. At the end. Right, 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 right. Who is supposed to be... Okay, I got Michael Newman. Michael Newman. It's the blonde chick. I don't actually know her name in the movie. It's it's the girl who who's not Zac Efron's love interest. The blonde girl. Kelly Rohrbach is her the actress's name. Michael Newman. He's not on this one for me. So you're a side character. You can rock a speedo at any age, just like new me. We don't know if it's your personality charm or the fact that you're a real life hero, but you're just too awesome to believe. Let's find a photo of... Who plays Michael Newman? You're a supporting character. Not the main character. Ha. He stands in for David Hasselhoff. So I'm really the rock. 
Anyway, so that was a lot less fun than I was expecting it to be because it just wasn't, frankly, wasn't the movie, and all I wanted to do was be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Anyway, uh, after this break, we will be right back with the meat of our episode. And welcome back to How Not To Get There, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that little quick ad break. Today, we are going to talk about how lifeguarding prepared us for real life. Because in the wise words of our head manager, this was on a little mini rant of how how internships are great, but he doesn't like the vernacular that, um, you know, you have to go get a real job. Because, um, and almost a direct quote from our staff meeting this year, it, it, this is a very real job that pays very real money, that pays my very real mortgage. He is such an inspiration. So basically, lifeguarding prepared us for real life because it is a very real job where you learn a lot of things about life like how to deal with drunk parents which is something that you definitely need to know and it just frankly was quite the experience and I'm a little bit nostalgic about the fact that I have to go on and do something else with my life I want to be a lifeguard forever please hire me back please hire me back now we're gonna get into some of the life lessons we learned as lifeguards of our lovely neighborhood pool where the sun always shines. One very big one is dealing with difficult people. I started lifeguarding at age 16. I believe, Sarah, you did as well. And so at age 16, you are in the position of power over adults who sometimes do not necessarily understand that because they're like a full-grown adult and you're 16. Um, so dealing, learning to be professional in those situations and not just like yell at them and be like, you idiot, don't swim in front of the low dive when people are going to jump and land on you. You should know better. You don't do that. You just blow your whistle and kindly tell them, make sure you go to the ladder next to the high dive. And frankly, parents want to be able to do kind of whatever they want to do. They see it as like, as a member, you pay to be a part of it. And that does pay our salaries as lifeguards, but our job is to enforce the rules as they've been assigned to us, to keep everyone safe. And there's a lot of regulations with that that kind of upset people and you have to learn how to navigate that in a way that's professional and also respectful because you do have to see these people summer after summer and in other situations because it's in your neighborhood. Another thing that I personally have a very specific story, it's not always you, especially when you're dealing with little kids. So as a lifeguard at our pool, you are also expected to teach swim lessons. And there was one summer where I had a lesson of two girls and a boy. The first day everyone got in, great. I teach level two, which is generally probably like six, like five to eight year olds, you think? Yeah, fair enough. For like an age range type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the second, second day, day this, this the boy refuses to get in for me. I call over our assistant manager, and um, she's, she's talking to him, trying to get him in, because I had to, you know, start, start teaching the other kids, kids because just I couldn't spend the whole lesson trying to get him in the water. We, you know, take our little field trip over to the deep end, and he walks around the side of the pool, meets us over there, and one of my male coworkers says to this boy, "Oh, are you gonna get in?" Because he had had him in the last session. He jumps right in because I was a girl. My coworker was a boy. It was not me. It was my gender. We and love that. Kids, with little kids, you just... So then we were the really cool group of level twos that got to jump in with the level threes for the rest of the session. Wow, we love that apparent sexism. It's kind of funny because I taught with a good friend of mine for a long time um, in swim lessons, and we also taught level twos. 
and we would call our kids queens. And one day, it was kind of like a summer. It was like I a thing. I think this, this is the, the same coworker. coworker. Gotcha. Okay. So Megan and I teach um, taught level two specifically with this other person, and we would call our kids queens. And we had taught. I mean, I think we taught some lessons together almost every summer, at least one session, because we have two sessions or two like lessons a day. Time slots. Yeah, time slots. And I think we genuinely taught together at least, you know, once a summer. And we would call our kids queens. And one day, one of the boys goes, I'm not a queen. I'm a boy. And we were like, well, those two things aren't synonymous. And it was just kind of fun, too, because you have a really big impact on little kids and kind of helping them to find a more accepting mindset. So then the next day, we call them all elephants and things like that, just to kind of give them an idea that, um, you know, like gender isn't not everything is gendered um and we also would always say you know go find your moms and your dads or your mommies or your daddies just to make sure that um everybody was included and accounted for and I think it's a really cool like wrapping it around it's really a cool experience to realize that like the way you carry yourself in your everyday life whether it's at a job um in a supermarket whatever just being comfortable with who you are and voicing your beliefs in a really respectful and casual way can make a really really big impact so yeah (laughs) sorry to make that deep but yeah. But that, that is, is a, a skill that we learned while lifeguarding, that we will carry with us for the rest correct. of our lives. Very, very true. Um, the in, next one is... the great words of the counselor from my diving camp a couple summers ago, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Wow, that is some deep crap that's definitely going on the Instagram. Hey. He would say it every morning when we would be at Dryland. At, like, 8.30 in the morning. Love that. Okay, so um, the next point that lifeguarding really hammers home into you is timeliness. Um, 15 minutes early is, like, 15 minutes early. If you arrive 15 minutes early to your shift, like, that's on time. So on time is definitely late, um, and it just is something that... late is unacceptable. Another great little line line from from this diving diving camp camp. i mean that's also like that's that's like a thing a lot of places they do that at this diving camp a lot it's also club soccer all the good stuff yeah no it's definitely something to prepare you for like having responsibilities in your real life and knowing that like you you know scheduling meetings back to back is usually not a great idea like i carried it into my everyday life i usually schedule 15 minutes before like a meeting or a class or something to like review my notes or like before a big exam or like before a big call, I schedule 15 minutes to kind of like get my stuff together and get ready for the call. So I think it's just a really important thing to bring into your everyday life is knowing that if on time is late, knowing that that way you have quality time with everybody, you know. That didn't make any sense, and but whatever. On top of that, the only way to become public enemy number one of the staff as a staff member is to be consistently late to chair. It's hot. This summer's been weird, but, like, in most summers, like, you're down for 15 minutes. Don't be late. Just. And this carries into, like, every part of your life because it's showing, like, respect and extra kindness to your staff members because if somebody comes up for you a minute early, like, even if then you come up a minute early for someone else, it's just, like, passing on this chain of kindness and that makes your shift that much easier because everybody's working everybody's hot in the sun so it's just something to carry into regular life is knowing that if you're extra kind to those around you that 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 chain can continue um yeah and let me let me tell you um my first summer as a guard I would always because I was always the youngest it was my first summer um I would be the one who had to be up in chair for the last 15 minutes because only one person did because it was adult swim before we left 
and um, one of my older co-workers, she ended an hour later because of the shift she had that day, and she would always come up about five minutes early for me so I could sign out and leave by the time my shift was over, and let me tell you, just it makes your day. And she didn't have to because, you know, she was one of the older guards, definitely a veteran, and yet just being kind definitely passes on the kindness and has gives everybody a better day to just be considerate of those around you. So another thing that we learned was in to be frank sorry grandma if you're listening to this is how to be a bitch professionally um one of our assistant managers is a teacher and she has this thing called sorry i hit the table she has this thing called her teacher voice and she uses it when she's explaining something that should be relatively simple someone that doesn't understand it and i think it's just something really important to bring into your everyday life to be able to be assertive and get your point across uh, especially if you're in a position of management and need to tell people what to do and no one really likes to be told what to do and being able to do it in a way that is calm, cool, and collected and gets your point across while also not um, giving ground. And I just think it's something that I, I really aspire to have and that I've really looked up to in this particular assistant manager. I'm just going to second that whole comment. I don't really have anything to add except for the fact that um, I have, in fact, been in presence of this, you know, teacher voice from our assistant manager many, many, many times. And it is so effective. Like, I have to... I have to point that out. It's not just like she gets her point across, but she actually gets the person to do whatever it is that she needs or wants. And it is amazing to watch. I think I got to see my dad do it earlier today. He's not a teacher, but he kind of has that like managerial, calm, cool, collected, here's what I need you to do. Um, Just like hammering it in in a way that you just can't argue with. And it's just fascinating to watch. It's terrible to have it pointed at you, I'm going to be honest. Um, But it is just fascinating to watch. So it's definitely something that I want to carry into my adult life. On top of that, this same assistant manager and I somehow manage to always have the most, well, not always, but pretty much anytime something chaotic has happened at our pool, both her and I have been working. So we've had a lot of chaotic shifts, which is, you know, where I've experienced the, the good old teacher voice. Um, but it has helped me to learn to manage whatever life is going to throw at me. And, and like, like you, you think, think it's, it's so, so crazy, crazy it can't get any worse and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it, does. it does and, and you just, just kind of roll, roll with the punches, punches and, and figure it out figure it out as we go <laughs> um it's just like something that you funny. well thanks sorry just trying to get our branding across um but it's just something that kind of teaches you that you have to be able to manage whatever life throws at you I think it made going to college easier it made being in new environments easier because if anything teaches you how to manage the randomest randomest stuff all at once it is working at a pool like it just is another thing we learned is how to control your impulses aka do not steal swim lessons children um they're adorable disclaimer this is a complete joke no one has ever actually made a plan to steal a child no child has gone missing No, it is like a fat joke we talk about when we're talking about, you know, like the best kids and some of the more difficult kids. But I think it's just a testament also to that you get what you put, you get out what you put in. in. So like these kids, when you invest a lot of time in them, they come and see you summer after summer and they know you and they're nicer to you when you ask them to do something. And so I think it's just- And they'll say hi to you when you're guarding at the pool. And kids are just the most honest. Like, if you give them crap, they're going to give it right back to you. Like, they know you're not interested, and they know you're not with it. And so it's something that definitely (laughs) humbles you, um, for sure. But it also just teaches you to, like, control your impulses. 
um, but also that you get out what you put into things. And I think that that's something really important to carry into our everyday life. Another great lesson um, pulled out of it is learning to deal with authority um, in the sense that it, it's a very real thing you need to learn um, for your life. And it is nice to learn it at um, kind of a low stakes job. When you're sitting in chair, obviously it is high stakes if you have to get in the water and save someone's life, not low stakes. But in the sense that like, our managers, you know, if you're going on vacation, you just find someone to cover your shifts. They, as long as someone shows up for your shift, they couldn't care less if it's you or a sub. Like, it's commitment and a very real job and teaches you these real things while being a fun summer job that if you want to go to the beach with your friends, you just got to find a sub for your shift. It's not a big deal. It's definitely totally a summer job in the sense that it's a lot of young kids Maybe it's your first job, maybe it's your second. You're kind of learning what it's like to be employed, deal with the schedule, answer to somebody else other than your parents. And I think that is just something that is so valuable and I've really appreciated because not only do our managers like run the pool as they should, but they really do invest in your life and let you kind of learn from them as human beings. And I think it's really nice to be surrounded by adult role models that maybe you're not related to and you get this opportunity to kind of learn from them. Um, especially as I'm trying to enter into being an adult, it's terrifying. And so I really have been leaning on those examples that I've been shown and it's making me very appreciative for the managers that I had for sure. Yes, yes. I, I, I can, can support, support that. that. It's, you know, yeah, wonderful to hear when you're supposed to spend the summer in Ireland and, you know, you, your study abroad gets canceled because, you know, there, there's a pandemic and you show up for your staff meeting and your head manager goes, it's great to have you back. And you go, it's great to be back because you really do believe them that they care about you as a person as well as just a, not just an employee. Yeah, and it's definitely a place where, like, you can belong and there's a group and everybody's included, which is something super cool, as well as, like, because it's so, like, not I don't want to say menial, but there's, like, simple tasks. And it really is, like, if you work hard, you're going to get, like, the satisfaction and the success out of it. And I think that that's something that's so nice, especially when you're in such a high-stakes academic environment. It's just a nice break and just, like, an overall great place to be. I loved that for sure. Loved having that as a part of my life very feel very valuable for it definitely taking a lot of things into my rest of my life um the other thing that i got to do at the pool was learning how to promote sustainability in every area of your life so this is a funny story about me being an absolute jerk um we were cleaning up one night and we do at the end of the evening shift we do like laps around the pool and kind of pick up trash that's gotten like left or forgotten about and i was walking in the back of our like on the back of the deck near kind of the concession stand it's back where some of the junior high boys hang out like lots of kids usually groups of kids go and hang out back there because there's a lot of chairs together and it makes a lot of sense that then they can kind of all sit in bigger groups back when it wasn't a pandemic and I watched this kid launch I think it was a Gatorade bottle over the fence and he was like look at like he was like talking to his friends talking about how cool it would be like he could get it over the fence and I clearly was just having a bad day and um maybe I should have handled this a little bit more professionally in my future of customer service but I did make the kid march his little booty over there, pick up the Gatorade bottle and bring it back to the recycling bin. Um, and I think, I don't know, like promoting- And keep in mind, this is the back of the pool. So he has to walk all the way out the front of the pool, around the gate, like around the fence around the outside to go get it and then all the way back. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and, and like they were getting ready to leave. So not only was like that inconvenience, but whatever. 
So anyway, I think that this is just a, I mean, it's an example of me being an absolute jerk and I hope you found it funny. Um, but it also is just an example of how you can stand up for your beliefs in whatever position you're in. And yeah, I think that's something you could bring Go into great. the workplace. I think I, would be, sustainable. I think I would be a little bit more respectful in the future, especially, um, but you also have to adjust, you know, your attitude to the situation. All in all, kind of a general theme that you can tie between all of these points is grit. Um, it has taught us grit. Um, you have to do some things sometimes you don't want to. Um, maybe don't think you're totally qualified to, but you can do it. Yeah, and aside from sitting there and getting a killer tan or a really bad burn, depending on who you are, um, lifeguarding really has taught us a lot about, you know, how to, Megan just said, how to do things you don't want to do, but really like cleaning your toilet, whoever wants to do that, but also when are you going to learn? So like I have the cleanest bathrooms in every, co any college house that I've ever been to. And it's because I learned how to clean toilets at a staff meeting one time. And I really learned how to do some everyday tasks as well as knowing that any task you face, um, that you can persevere and get through it except when the toilet explodes on you. But you know what? Like sometimes you got to deal with things you don't want to deal with. And it's a great way to um, learn that in an environment where you do have the support of adult managers and your fellow staff mates. And kind of on top of that, I'm you know going off book a little here because you inspired me. Um, it's, it's, you know, you're saying your fellow staff mates and your managers, and it's really nice that um, like people do come back summer to summer. So when you're a first year, guard like I worked every single shift of my like scheduled shifts with the um guard I previously mentioned who had come up like five minutes early for me when she stayed an extra hour um and if I didn't know how to do something and you know the manager wasn't around I could just ask her you can ask the older guards like it really is like everyone helping everyone just like a, a community team building I think it's a perfect example of having a hand behind you and a hand in front of you there's always somebody to lift you up and help you figure out exactly what you're supposed to be doing in every aspect of life as well as um, putting a hand behind you kind of to pay it forward to the younger guards that come after you all that, right that is gonna wrap it up for our um, third episode thank you so much for being with us it's seriously so amazing um to see that people are listening to our dribble drabble um and i hope that you enjoyed this episode hey sarah hey megan are you lost looking for direction well don't try to ask us until next time buckle up keep your eyes on the road and never take your foot off the gas park, park.